Yeah, do it backwards show. Uh-huh. Um, How's it going, eh? It's going okay. Excellent. Welcome, everybody. It's uh, just called Two Brothers. No, it's just called it's just called Two Brothers. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, <laughs> that must mean that I'm James. I'm Marcus. Hey. So, what's happening down there in uh, the beach that is long? Mm-hmm. A lot of uh, stressful days trying to do the job, but also coordinate moving junk. Yeah. Um, just you know, waiting to hear about a about a transfer and pack boxes and I don't know, tie up the, the threads that have dangled thus long. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like all my, I mean, I have to change a whole bunch of things online, um, subscriptions to stuff. And, um, I mean, it, for politics, uh, the, uh, some apps that, you know, inform you about things that your representatives are doing, how to, ch- <laughs> had to change my representatives and, you know, it's a whole, <laughs> It's like a whole different state. <laughs> it's exactly like a whole different state. Yeah. Um, but it's only one away, so if yeah. you can, you know, make it. Let's see. Are you guys driving up? Or, no. When you when you move, <laughs> you no. fly. Okay. So That's why I'm trying say, to sell my car. Yeah, yeah, of course, yes. So I don't um, have to do it. There's a there's a, a nasty fire burning on the on the border there. Um, so they did only they one. did close <laughs> I five. Well, it closed I five for a bit at the, right. at the border, but um, it's it's reopened. But uh, I'm curious yeah, to see how nasty. bad the smoke is. Well, it depends on if it's still on fire in a month. Uh, there's mm-hmm. 30 days to go. So as of today, actually, and mm-hmm. cool. Um, th- there's a sort of a, apparently a haze over the city. Um, mm-hmm. Air quality is not that great, um, but we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm not yeah. Sure. You- the prevailing winds would normally blow that uh, from from coast mm-hmm. inland uh, sure. inward, but or eastward. eastward but yeah. uh, you know, it's pretty pretty stagnant in the in the summer here, yeah. and uh, there's a particularly nasty fire um, in the Dalles that's not too far east of. I mean, Portland, if it's so anything like, I haven't seen any maps of prevailing current and such. But um, if you if it's any indication as to what I experience here. The river will change that pattern a bit, as well as you know the the hills around in the mountains. Yeah, they mm-hmm. just they tend to as you know a volcanic uh, area will do just <laughs> burble up in in little bits and pieces, not huge ranges. Yeah, as like the continental divide. Right. So you know Mount Hood just pokes up out of the out of the ground. In a big yeah, it is quite um, cone. Yeah, quite quite symmetrical. It's almost uh, yeah. Mount Fuji esque. It is. Uh, it's very dramatic, and I mm-hmm. wish I had a view of it, but I do. <laughs> um, I didn't want to pay for that <laughs> at this time. Yeah, yeah. It's a big selling point of a lot of apartments down there, where they tell you, "Look, spectacular views of Mount Hood." Blah, 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 mm-hmm. But yeah, no thanks. It's yeah, an extra three hundred dollars savings on rent sometimes. So it, yeah, I mean you're not going to be that. looking out the window that that often <laughs> uh, after the first you know few days, right? Or at least weeks. So you'll be living your lives. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> yeah, basically working uh, to maintain 
the, the rent structure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> to to have a view, yeah. <laughs> I must work during mm -hmm. the times when I could do uh, observe the view. Right. <laughs> Basically, what's going to happen is the the money I save not having a car payment and insurance will offset the extra rent. Beauty. So my lifestyle can't change very much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. From from now, yeah. Except that I, you know, I'll probably have a bike and um, be working on or riding on public transport. Yeah, which is very nice up there for the most part. It's um, very nice. Gets oh, it's you, so much gets you where you need there. to go. They mm -hmm. uh, they understand buses. They get it up there. That's uh, yeah. It's it's comforting. <laughs> yeah, very good. Um, the we've had a. a a delay of almost a week now on our our house closing um the 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 who was it the the federal loan segment of our loan um, finally yeah the federales uh, finally got to look at our paperwork and they said oh we're not going to cover 100% of that we're only going to cover 80% of that because hmm. a couple of the outbuildings are not permitted um hmm. they're not living spaces but they're not Per, they weren't permitted, um, so they so weren't the, permitted. The, permitted. They didn't have. A <laughs> that's permit. a strange distinction. They weren't yeah. permitted for living spaces. They weren't permitted to be built. Oh, uh, I see. <clears throat> so they're saying like the either, dog kennel. Uh, I see. Right. Yeah. Um, so the the federales say we'll we'll still loan you the money at this really low rate, mm -hmm. but. You have to come up with an extra fifteen percent down, right? Which is a lot of lot of dough up front. It is. And we said, um, "Screw you," mm -hmm. and we'll we'll take the extra percentage point. Screw you. In theory, we said it to amongst ourselves, as not yes, not as so now. they could hear us. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't actually hear us. Um, <laughs> although it wouldn't matter because we're not using them. But you never know. Um, we're going to uh, do a conventional loan, and you know. It's an extra percentage point higher, which is uh, somewhat significant, yeah. but not so much to offset having to come up with an extra. Right. You know, uh, is that over a fifteen-year or thirty-year period? Thirty. Uh, that's a that's a sizable chunk. But it is, yeah. So we still can put our um, five percent down, mm -hmm. and uh, that's quite helpful. <laughs> right. Very helpful. Because <laughs> we so have you, other things. Do you put the money, money of your previous sale and? To savings? Is that how you're doing it? I don't. Well, right I'm not now, really sure yeah. How houses then, work. <laughs> yeah, that we got the money out of our house that we closed on, uh -huh. um, and sitting in the bank, uh, and then we're going to use some of that to put the down payment, and then some of that to pay off some of our debt, uh -huh. uh, and then some of that to buy, like we need a, a, a new um, a washer and dryer and a microwave and I see. some fencing to complete the, uh, you know, the yard so that. It's mm -hmm. kid and pet friendly. To, and, to keep know, out the riffraff. Keep out the riffraff and to keep in the riffraff, depending on the time mm. of day. Keep in the uh, junior riffraff. Right. So, yeah. Hey, speaking of riffraff, <laughs> you should do a um, Smartest Baby in the World uh, theme song here. Because okay. I'm going to talk about her. We're the There it is. 
Um, she's discovered the joys of building towers from blocks. Uh, yeah, that's what you mentioned last specifically, week. I didn't, I didn't follow up on that uh, privately. Yes, yeah, so spe specifically um, the Mega Blocks <laughs> brand, um, which are I don't know that they're Lego brand, um, I don't think but they're they the are. giant version. Because right? isn't so, uh, the, the 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 kid version of Lego is Duplo, isn't it? That's right, Duplo. Yeah, these are a competitor called Mega Blocks, uh -huh. and. Uh, you know, shout out <laughs> to the Mega Blocks company, B L O X, of course, yeah. because they're totally extreme. Um, <laughs> extreme spelled without the first E. Right. No doubt. Uh, anyhow, so. X T R E E M. Right. <laughs> um, they're, you know, the colors children and uh, <laughs> the, the large hand friendly blocks. Um, yeah. She's getting pretty good, but she, she likes to, um, she likes to start out with the, the sort of provided base section all the time, and then she will build a tower as high as you can as she can stack it. <laughs> so above her head, uh -huh. she's still trying to stack, and then usually one of us will have to hold it, you know, steady because it's not necessarily in a um, um, architecturally approved form. Right. <laughs> so she likes building the tall tower, <laughs> but then it, you know we'll often help her out uh, without her knowing it. <laughs> what we're doing, you know, so build kind of a a, a larger base right. that she can she can go w up from. Was that a Python reference there? <laughs> uh, sure, yeah, <laughs> it is now. <laughs> I, still, I still use that phrase, and it's it's one of the few things that I say that's not connected to anything but that reference. It's not <laughs> relevant to anything when I say it. You fell out of the tall towel, you creep. <laughs> Yep, <laughs> and uh, it does pop into my head when we're when we're building things. Uh, yeah. uh, the the um, what was I going to say about that? Uh, I don't know, but we better hurry because we're running out of time. I have clothes oh, in the yeah, dryer yeah, that need to be changed before my neighbors uh, scream for my head. Yeah, yeah. The the smartest part comes in where um, she she'll look at something and you, you know you can set a block on there <laughs> and then she'll go over and take the block back out and then. Put it exactly back in, but she did it. Uh -huh. She'll kind of stare at it for a second and then, there, and then move <laughs> along. It's like, eh, okay then. Yeah, she'll give one of those. Yeah. Some, I mean, she'll like crouch and lean in to, to study it. Yeah. Okay, and then move on to back where she was doing. Do you wonder if these little quirks of personality are indicators of um, sort of her emergent? Overall personality? Yeah, um, like, Megan oh, was just saying. I wonder if you know, this is I, how she's going to be as a person. We we were uh, musing that she's going to be the bossy one in her <laughs> play group because <laughs> she definitely likes to you know take charge or be in charge or um, you know have things just so. Uh, That'd be a uh, switch because so. most of us are not the, the yeah. bossy types. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, on the one hand, we're laughing about it now because she's <laughs> only uh, almost twenty months, but uh, right. hopefully. If she is the, I don't want bossy one. Take charge is okay. Leadership is okay, yeah. as long as you're not a jerk. So um, we'll see. Well, but that's what you're for. You're you're to lovingly admonish the the negative side of what uh, take charge personality. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Uh. <laughs> oh wait. Oh yes, I did. Not only are we are we parents, we're also teachers, so we should right. have all that information in spades. Mm -hmm. Uh, hey, um, you know, after we did the Steely Dan, Dan Fogelberg, uh, Alan Parsons Project 
Year of the Cat with Al Stewart. All that stuff. Steely Dan Fogelberg, Al, Al Lynn Parsons, Project Stewart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, then I, I recently heard uh, a piece by the Jan Hammer Group, which I had no idea existed. Uh, the first I, I knew of, of Jan Hammer was um, the theme for Miami Vice. Wow. Cue the theme for Miami Vice here. Yeah. <laughs> and wow. then, Again, but then, such nostalgia. Uh, <laughs> indeed. So, so, uh, don't you know was playing on the on the radio, and it said Jan Hammer G, uh, mm. you know, because it ran off the screen. Right. And so I looked that up, and um, I was really surprised at all the connections with um, Steely Dan, uh, mm -hmm. Al Demiola, um, uh, Chick Corea. I mean, he's got a yeah. whole laundry list of folks right. that um, that went on to do. Uh, either their own stuff or I mean because he was a studio guy too and we yes. seem to re keep running into these um, yeah I he, mean he was... they're just when you uh, for some reason they're just some studio guys who were so sought after mm -hmm. they just appeared on you know hundreds of albums yeah in yeah. the credits and so, then and, and a the... lot of them surprisingly went on to do their own thing right I mean I say and surprisingly I guess well, lots of musicians harbor you know solo career ambition mm -hmm. but that's uh i guess it it seems i don't know if startling is the right word for it uh a little surprising that they just then were able to parlay that into another career which he certainly right. was yeah yep. like he was a composer and you know a player mm -hmm. i guess still mm -hmm. is he's still alive right <laughs> yeah i think yeah. he still is <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, so that was that was really interesting to me to find this that really a, quite a, a big shift from from his early stuff with the Jan Hammer Group mm -hmm. to uh, you know complete completely um, he didn't quite start a new genre but it was n yeah. near that but he was you know, he as a pioneer of the sort of personal keyboard synth uh, mm -hmm. thing yeah um, he also latched on to jazz fusion. And right. There weren't, there weren't very many practitioners of it in the beginning. That's, I mean, so I'm sure that's where he got in, involved with Chikoria, because mm -hmm. that was Chikoria's thing too. Yeah. Yep. So that, that was that was my um, music revelation of the week, hmm. <laughs> uh, minus my later share, <laughs> which I just happened to to ask you about. Right. But um, but then speaking of Al Demiola, uh, I remember. <laughs> Not yet. We weren't. No, no, I, I did, because he was, uh, Jan Hammer worked with him. Oh, you remembered, okay, you remembered. Uh, so, uh, but I remember him from you uh, being a, a big fan of his guitar work, uh -huh. well, when we were in high school. Yes. So, so, and then you put that on as a as a topic here. Yeah, because anytime I think of Jan Hammer, I th or Jan Hammer, I think of Al Demiola, because um, 
he is all over Aldi Mula's album Sequencer, wow. which came out in okay. 1982, I want to say. Oh, mm, no, I should have mm, looked it up before I, <laughs> before yeah. I came on the show. <laughs> I said it's a correction corner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it was like Aldi Miola did a bunch of stuff that was um, jazz fusion in the late 70s and early 80s. And this was a thing that sort of incorporated more keyboards than previously, I would say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was just, I, I don't know what occurred that I latched onto it so strongly, but I really, really like that album called uh, Sequencer. Yeah. So he um, sort of liked the idea of, you know, automated <laughs> keyboard backing tracks, and Jan Hammer was the one who put a lot of that together for him, mm-hmm. working with, and and got composer credits on a lot of the songs for that. Aha, uh-huh. interesting. Yeah. I did not know that. So here is, um, I don't know, some random track from Sequencer. Yeah, I like that. that album. There's, uh, I like his stuff. It's, um, yeah, it's not it, well, really highly rated. It's one of those that um, sort of gives me pause, and it shouldn't, because you should never apologize for your taste. But um, it, it's not really highly thought of in the what you call it uh, crit- music critic community. <laughs> sure, it's a it's a sort of lower on the stars ratings than uh, a lot of his classic stuff. Yeah, but I, it's but I, if if I listen to anything, you know, from the past that Aldi Miela does, that's it. Mm-hmm. It's different enough from his stuff. If people were already used to him, they would say, "Oh, well, that's just for sure." Yeah, yeah. Sequencing dribble, or <laughs> and, and he Perhaps. always kind of has moved in at certain junctures, right? At specific times, like like this is a completely new direction for me. Forget all mm-hmm. that old crap. So he did, you know, he went into world music. Uh, he dumped the, the electric for the acoustic. And then he went back to the electric. And then, you know, guitar synthesizer and on and on. Now he's mm-hmm. sort of, I don't really know. It's it's a it's a sort of mix of all that stuff, but back to the roots kind of thing for him now. Yeah. Um, it's a, yeah, it's nice to, to I, I guess I'm, a, I'm generally a fan of uh, musicians and groups that... Um, continually try to evolve. Yeah, Except for Bad Religion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bad Religion never, you know, never changed much. And that's that's comforting on its own, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, the shoes of all the bronze and the fields are washed away and the palaces now stand where the government's all laid and the times to see ahead with the slaves of those he used but we don't wish to admit what it is we have to do Millennia are coming 
Was that your music share? Uh, maybe it is. Yeah, let's say let's leave it at that for now. I've got. <laughs> okay. I mean, obviously, there's new stuff that's coming yeah. up. I don't. I don't have anything that I want to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. I was going to mention we, we should institute a new segment called what foot footnote corner or annotation <laughs> corner. Okay. Because I remembered that we didn't ever explain my reference to Metallica. The time marches on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Last week. Yeah. It, it's from a song called For Whom the Bell Tolls um, from uh, Ride the Lightning. And that was, a, I don't know, that was all, I think that was also the same time period, 82, 83, um, mm-hmm. where uh, it just sort of shaped my, my musical being during mm. uh, early high school there, or mid-high school. I don't know, here it is. Excellent. Yeah. Metal dude. They were they were I don't know if they were just getting started, but that was Red Lightning was when they were it's the second uh, starting album. to get very very yeah. popular. It, that it, was it. when they broke out of a cult status into a sort of um I wouldn't call it a mainstream metal even status, but uh definitely got the attention of the community, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they didn't break mainstream yeah, until mainstream. the the, no. the black album. Mm-hmm. Is that Sandman, uh, Inner Sandman? Sand, Sandman, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then they were solidly mainstream. Then they were the main. Right. <laughs> and uh, and then of course folks went and the the new folks went and rediscovered or not rediscovered but discovered all their their previous yeah. stuff and right yeah yeah um, because I didn't I didn't know about them the, uh, then but I know the name Ride the Lightning mm-hmm. uh, I know that album right. so I'm sure I I found out about it much later myself. Hmm. All right. I remember I was going to write a thing. Sorry to jump around on topics, but it just occurred to me. Uh, I've heard a lot about how dangerous nostalgia is and how poisonous it can be. Um, <laughs> or is, right? People just say nostalgia is bullshit. Um, <laughs> I, I keep coming back to the idea that it can be. Um, I read an interesting article uh, that sort of um, dances around the idea, I guess, a little bit that Ready Player One, the movie, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is a tragedy <laughs> rather than uh, a sort of triumph or happy ending, right? Uh-huh. Because you've got a whole society that has never created its own culture. Hmm. It's all stuck in 
one man's vision of the past. Not even the past, but one man's vision of the past. Hmm. Which is, as they say, you know, kind of terrifying. I guess, but I mean, that that only lasted a, a few years, hmm. uh, and it wasn't the entire population. The mm-hmm. the the entire population, or or right. as much as could, uh, got yeah. you know um, treasure fever for a while, but it dropped off significantly pretty quickly, and mm-hmm. then down to a very uh, small uh, group of gunters that kept on going seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So I, I think the majority of the population was just back to doing their own thing. That was not necessarily hmm. um, the, the his vision of the past. They they mm-hmm. weren't dwelling on um, on all those things because right. it wasn't necessarily re- related to their very lives unless they were doing sure. a treasure hunt. So I th- I yeah I'm going to disagree. We don't see that, and it's in the book for sure. More I haven't. Still haven't seen the film. I started the film, but I haven't finished it. So yeah, I yeah. don't know. Maybe it's different in the film. Yeah, but, I, uh, I, I'm hoping point, to see point the taken, film someday. Point taken, for sure. <laughs> yeah. But we're we're focusing on what's what's in the book. But I think, yeah, if you... Mm-hmm. Uh, or rather, the focus of the book. Right. Focusing well, on we the have focus. to because it's all we've seen. So. As soon as we see the movie, then. The yeah, movie, yeah. We'll revisit as we Certainly, do. Certainly, <laughs> yeah. So maybe they change that. Well, yeah. Or what is it? Spielberg. Uh, yeah, Spielberg. Yeah. We He's heavily, climb is heavily involved, as I understand, but yeah. Spielberg, yep. you know, only <laughs> only listens to other people so much. <laughs> I would say so. Mm. Yeah. And usually rightly so. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm not a fan of the auteur theory of film, uh, really. Um, sometimes it can be a thing, but... It, there's so much reliant on the collaborative aspects. I think it's maybe a bad idea to uh, to overindulge in that sort of thinking. Uh, please explain. Well, in a, or an example in film, that's um, you can make a case. I think for some directors of very small films, like maybe Jim Jarmusch, or. Hmm, what am I thinking of uh, somebody else who likes to work in black and white a lot? Uh, <laughs> maybe some David Lynch, uh, where it's just you know you've got or some some films is you know one person and a camera, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you do it all yourself, that's a better case for the auteur theory. Yeah. But if you you know in a big film like that, you have other writers, you have lots of concept people, you have you know. Uh, a giant crew you have mm-hmm. your actors uh giving you input sure L- like all that together is not you know steven spielberg dictatorially m- making his movie you know just the way he wants there's a lot of input from a lot yeah, of people so so he becomes um yeah quite the he becomes manager. the guy who owns the film and i'm just saying i i don't think that's an accurate view as much as he guides a lot of his productions um i hesitate to say they're you know just it's his thing yeah um that when you mentioned david lynch uh, this is a um potential future topic uh dune frank herbert's 
Dune. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, David Lynch's <laughs> Frank Herbert's like Dune. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> um, because it was just on last night. I'd never seen the movie. I, I've seen little clips of it really? here or there. I never surprised. saw it all the way through. Okay. Um, in fact, I haven't seen, I hadn't seen um, probably 90%. Um, we, we finally had to go to bed. It was with crummy commercials. Hmm. So, it was a four-hour marathon. Uh-huh. Um, it's long anyway, but... Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised they condensed it into four hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe they cut some out. Uh, at any rate, we recorded the last hour, so I'm going to finish it up here um, it, this evening. But I can see on the one hand where Siskel and Ebert were coming from when they hated it so much, and it's very mm-hmm. convoluted, and there's a lot of of stuff in there. Um, but I want to get your opinion on, because you read the book. Did you read the whole series? Um, five or six books? And No. Yeah. I started Dune Messiah and then I got bored. No, ah, yeah. This okay. is not for me. <laughs> so I, I knew I know that you read and enjoyed um or were was were satisfied with the first book. Very much. Uh huh. I thought so. Yeah, I loved it. We're planning uh, a couple of us are planning on rereading uh as a as a mutual thing. Mm-hmm. Soon. <laughs> Everything is on hold while we move, but once we're So of course. Yeah, yeah. So I want to I want to make a uh, make that a, a sort of a a bug in our ear for hmm. for a future show. Talk about okay. that because I skipped all all of that. Kind of like how I got to Lord of the Rings way way later in my life. Right. Um, in fact, just before the movies came out, I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I got to read these things. Yes. You know, bef- so I get the real deal and then the movies and then make a informed judgment. Um, um, it's so. a. It's funny. I remember it but being no. a little dense. Yeah, what, 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 what? what? We're going to put this off till a future episode. Okay, well, I've already talked about it. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know, next week. <laughs> if you want to hear more about Dune, send us an email <laughs> at bros at it's just called two brothers.com. Hey, hey. <laughs> I, was, um, I was hearing this thing in my head that I've heard for years. And um, it, if anybody out there listening knows what I'm talking about, we, we may have zeroed in and, I'm, and my mind has changed it over the years. But uh, it's like this sort of, yeah, kind of a, a grooving riff. Doom, 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 something along those lines. And then it has this, um, in my head, it's Fred Schneider of the B-52s going, yeah, 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 You know, and that sort of uh, exuberant uh voice <laughs> and then it you know goes back to the groove and then he comes back in i don't know it just i i texted you with it mm-hmm. and i said hey is this a thing do you know what this is and you came back with uh what was the thing that you came back with uh that was yeah 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 it's uh, um, tones on tails go you go um and that i thought well that's pretty dark compared to what i was thinking of but maybe and Mm -hmm. then you you um you asked me if it was a cosmic thing b-52's cosmic thing (laughs) yeah 
and that has some maybe those two things got mixed together in my head i don't know but uh anyway the baby really loves it she thinks it's hilarious and i could always break her out of a funk um if she's uh it, you know not wanting to get changed or or whatever i can start doing that and she, she do you she do the baseline for her too i do yeah okay i can groove a little bit and mm-hmm. um maybe i can help her you know hold her arms or something and groove along and uh yeah she thinks that's pretty funny so um so i kept doing it but anyway if anybody knows what i'm talking about <laughs> spill it yeah. uh i don't know what but, uh, beyond that yeah. I don't, i'm not really sure it sounds like it's a familiar thing but i don't i can't place mm. it but i didn't really i don't think i knew cosmic thing um it reminds me of a combination of rock lobster and love shack <laughs> <laughs> but uh, two great tunes. Um, but then, uh, you know, I'm not, I, I, I like the B-52s, but I only knew them very, very basically uh, way back when. And then I've, you know, as as I discovered uh, a pet band arrangement of the Rock Lobster, <laughs> I liked that. And then I heard the um, Family Guy version. Yeah. <laughs> of it. And then I, you know, then I went and heard the real B-52s version. But I, um and they kind of like, well, I knew Love Shack. That was very popular in, in, mm-hmm. in mainstream. Yeah. Uh, and then, then the Simpsons did Glove Slap, so that was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know yeah. why I never got sick of the B-52s. I'm still not They're sick of They're so them. happy. I, I just, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's just a love I, fest. But I don't love all the happy crap from no, but the you can't, 70s you know, and 80s. It's like, like you were saying, um, who, who was the guy last week that, uh, um, that you said you can't not listen to him? Howard Jones. Yeah, Howard yeah. Jones. <laughs> yeah, you true. know, it's kind of like that. It's like, mm-hmm. ah, you can't dislike the B- B-52s <laughs> unless you're just in a terrible I, mood. But No, a lot of people do. It's not a their lot fault. of people, when, okay, Rock Lobster plays on every 80s soundtrack, every 80s playlist. I did it again, didn't I? Every Which is weird because playlist. it came out, surprisingly, in 1978. Yeah. It was on the single hit. Uh, Which is, that's yeah. amazing. But it's still, it's still on there. And, yeah. and, Every set of coworkers I've had who experience that on a regular basis is utterly sick of Rock Lobster. First of all, yeah. it's what eight nine minutes long, and uh, second that, of all, that's a long time. Yeah, people get annoyed with uh, Fred Schneider. Yeah, and all right. I, I just, I, I just I, never have. I'll I don't know that. why. It's, it's still <laughs> to this day. I need to. I need therapy to figure it out. Yeah. Normally, I, normally I wouldn't uh, like that so much, but. <laughs> He he sells it, man. That guy. He, yes, I know. He, he, he has a great time. It's infectious. There's and a, he's not really well, much of a musician. When I was reading about him yesterday, uh, he yeah. he wasn't a, a musician. He was kind of a poetry guy mm-hmm. at university um, yeah. when they all met, and uh, he just stuck with it, right. <laughs> which is kind of cool. Yeah, good for him. Well, it's part of the thing. It's like uh, Linda McCartney wasn't really a musician, and Paul sort of just brought her along, and she became okay. She, mm-hmm. she she held her her own in a way, yeah. keyboard wise. <laughs> um, speaking of uh, he, holding he has her own, like oh, much more respect to Fred Schneider for sure. Yes, he's I, yeah. I do enjoy him. He's got another band. Uh, when when Christmas rolls around, I must remember to to uh, shove that into the show because he's he had a group that did a Christmas album that was uh, really really funny in a in a lot of ways. So oh good, well, we'll, I haven't uh, told you about it. I don't think so. Yeah. There's a there's a there's a song about fruitcake. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I look forward to it. What you making? Fruitcake.
What you baking? <laughs> Fruit cake. That's how it goes. <laughs> okay. Uh, and if you want to uh, listen along if with us. If you want to send us a fruit uh, cake, please don't. <laughs> but you could send us an email, as previously mentioned, at <laughs> bros at it's just called Two Brothers. And with that, there's some music time. Yeah. You can also tweet at us at IJC2B or visit our show archives at it's just called Two Brothers.com. That's what I heard. And I also heard that you blog every day at MarcusHarwell.com. Every so. single blessed day. <laughs> Yeah, and you always put a lot of artwork. Uh, not a lot, but I mean, you put almost always an art of yours. Yeah, I try to. I try to put an art at the uh, at the top of everything. Just, uh, mm-hmm. just so. That's kind of cool.